Locked on Pac-12 host Spencer McLaughlin joins the podcast to talk about Herm Edwards being fired and, you know, maybe if Arizona State has any future moving forward for the remainder of the season. This is the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Oh, hello, and welcome back to the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thank you all so much for making this your first listen of the day. The podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube, if you want to check us out in that visual platform. Of course, wherever you do get your podcast, though, make sure you hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content, which is Monday through Friday. To stay in touch with all that content, make sure you're following me on Twitter. You can find me at richiebrads 36 you can also find the podcast while you're there as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Let's go ahead and jump into today's conversation. Spencer, thank you so much for joining us. As always, you are probably number one friend of the podcast at this point, and I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, it's great to be back on with you, as always, my man. And, uh, you know, I just have to ask one quick question before we, we get going. What sort of mythical powers does a Sun Devil have? <laughs> Dude, that was that was the classic locked on Pac-12 uh, Twitter account little bio that they had forever and ever and ever. It was <laughs> it was for a period of time. I don't think we've answered the question. Frankly, you know, Mike Leach first posed it in all his wisdom many years ago, and I, I oh, don't know if guy. if any if anyone actually knows. Yeah, there's there's part of me that misses him, especially now that I'm covering the conference. Like, you told me every week I could get a Mike Leach press conference. Oh, <laughs> that be the that's lead on my show. <laughs> that that's literally a whole episode for you. Oh yeah. So speaking of being able to dedicate whole episodes to head coaches, or in this case, former head coaches, Herm Edwards fired. This isn't news for any of the Sun Devil fans at this point, but we haven't gotten a chance to sit down and talk to you about your opinion on everything. So let's just start with a brief little overview. I mean, Herm's fired. Is this the right decision? What should the Sun Devils do moving forward? What do you think? I saw a question posed by someone on Twitter during the Eastern Michigan game that said, if this game is a loss, is that a fireable offense? And I responded, yes, it, it, it is. Because Herm Edwards came into this season on thin ice, and that's how he should have come into this year. I understand bringing him back because up until this season, there hadn't actually been really any disasters, right? There were no FCS losses. There were no uh, you know, losing streaks of gargantuan proportion. Correct me if I'm wrong, Richie, he didn't have a sub-500 record. Did he? In, in, in any of his four seasons, you know, this one, of course, the first where uh, he posts a record that's under 500. So it wasn't a disaster. Right. And there are some programs in the Pac-12, Colorado, who would love to look at an eight win season and say, yeah, we need to evaluate our head coach and right. see if he's really up to the task here. And Herm Edwards clearly was not. This is the right decision. I, if I had been in Arizona State's administration, would I have brought him back for another year? Probably not, because through four years at a school like Arizona State, where he took it over when Todd Graham was winning, right? Yeah. Todd, Todd Graham was winning. He didn't take over a rebuild. They brought him in to elevate. So when I'm evaluating a coach 
at the collegiate level. You have to consider what program you are at, but you have to consider the state of the program when you take it over. Jonathan Smith has the Beavers in a really competitive spot in the Pac-12 here in 2022, and it's year five. But no one was asking questions in year three like, why isn't this a really good team yet? Why isn't this at that level? It's Oregon State. Right. Jake Dickert up at Washington State. Mike Leach at Washington State. A perfect example, right? His first year there, three and nine. He had several seasons under 500 and then finally got things rolling. It's harder at some programs. So when I look at Arizona State, the reason I would not have brought Herm back for this year, I see why they did, but I just personally would not have, is he didn't take over a rebuild. And even if he had, it's Arizona State. It's, it's it's not like you have a lack of talent in your backyard. Right. You know, they're maybe not the the most well-funded football program in the Pac-12, but it's easier to win there, and you're capable of winning at a higher level much more easily than at several other Pac-12 schools. So when I saw him for four years, I'm like, well, he took over a program that was winning eight to ten games a year. With Todd Graham, right? There was, I, I think, one sub-500 season in there you would know better than I. Yes. But Todd Graham had a couple of 10-win seasons. And the reason he was let go, again, not a decision I think was a horrible idea, was that it felt like it had plateaued, right? It went up. There was a really nice upswing there where they're a consistent top 25 team. Then it felt like it plateaued. And you say, okay, how do we get to the next level? And I don't think they made the right hire in Herm Edwards. We see that now. And everyone thought it was strange at the time. It certainly was. But the reason that, you know, I question bringing her back is you had a program that was in a solid place and you need to come in and elevate it. And I can argue he went in the other direction. He never won 10 games. Todd Graham did that twice. So I think my reaction was that of everybody's, which is finally, like, finally, man, come on. <laughs> no, 100%. And I mean, I, I love the way you put that with the fact of like, yeah, Arizona State has not been a rebuilding team in quite some time. I mean, the early 2000s, yeah, this was not a great program. And, you know, they went through all sorts of phases. They they tried the Dennis Erickson experiment that went very, very so-so. Todd Graham comes in, puts them back on the map. Those 10 win seasons, back-to-back, -back, he won the Pac-12 South one year, was one loss in Tucson away from an 11-1 season and going right back to the Pac-12 championship game. And Arizona State was in a good place. Like you said, again, I think you worded it perfectly was it, it wasn't so much a Todd Graham problem as much as it was like, you know, we've seen the best of him. His coaching has started to look to decline and it's just time for a change of direction. So Herm wasn't walking into Oregon State or Washington State. And I think people forget how bad Wazoo used to be as a program. Because everybody Mike Leach, walked over, everyone yes. walked over them. And Mike Leach has built them into now Jake Dickert continuing after being the DC and now the head coach. Yeah. Their rise in the Pac 12 to being a respectable program. Are they a conference contender? Not yet. But this year, let's see. They haven't lost yet. They pulled a they've top 25 close. upset on the road. Like, yeah. But they've been a solid team. But that took a lot of time. But Arizona State, like we've been saying, wasn't in that phase. They were in a place where you want to bring in a coach because you're you're jumping ship. You're kind of doing a Bill Belichick with player personnel, right? Get rid of the coach a year early to see if you can make an upgrade, which they did with Todd Graham, and I think is a good move. 
but you got to make a better hire than Herm Edwards, who now has the program in a worse spot than where he where he got it. Right. So it's just one of those situations where Arizona State realizes that they should be a little bit better than what they are. And again, like I've said this a million times, the expectations at Arizona State have never been national champion kind of contenders, but you should be able to contend in the Pac-12 every year. And that's just not something that Herm Edwards was able to bring to the table. Last season was the most apparent that has been. The, the Sun Devils were supposed to be one of like the three or four or five at a worst case scenario, best teams in the Pac-12 and even to contend for the Pac-12 because of the talent that was returning, the amount of seniors, everyone liked the coaching staff that was assembled at the time between Zach Hill and Antonio Pierce as the coordinators. And they, to say they fell flat would be one of the biggest understatements of the program. And I, I think that's where it started the, to snowball downhill for him. Obviously, all the recruiting violations for the COVID-19 protocols didn't help his case either, but it it felt like that was kind of one of the things that helped Arizona State start to get to the point where they could justify moving on from him. Yeah, I I agree. And it was not the final straw that, that broke the camel's back. The Eastern Michigan game was, but that was certainly one of them, right? Because he didn't elevate where the program was under Todd Graham. And I think from a wins perspective, he, he brought it down a little, right? It didn't, you know, bottom out with, uh, with with the record until this season when you lose to Eastern Michigan at home as a 20-point favorite. Like, that. that's just, you know, abject disaster, right? But then when you look at what's happening in the recruiting realm as well, and that going down, 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 you just look around and are left going – where's the where's the positivity where's the momentum where is the optimism that you can instill in fans with the program right now because if we know you could be a decent team but not a great one and you're not recruiting at a high level so the promise of getting better isn't really on the horizon then it's like the scene in rogue one there's a problem on the horizon there's no horizon and i think that's why they made the shit made the change if they win that game, Herm is probably still the head coach. But I don't know how much longer he lasts because I don't know what Arizona State would have been this year. Even if you squeak out a win in that game, we'd be coming on and asking, well, you know, which game is going to get Herm fired? Like that would have been the conversation. And our, our friends at Bet Online had it nailed. Most likely coach to be fired first in Pac 12 in 2022. Right on the money, Herm Edwards. Yep, 100%. Let's hop into our first break real quick. I got a couple of places I want to talk to you guys about. Before we hop back into our conversation about Herm Edwards uh, being moved on from the organization, first, I want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Nugenics. Now, as you're getting older, guys, I mean, it's just it's not something we all want to experience. I myself am getting myself a bit of a dad bod. I'm not feeling like my old self and I don't have as much time to work out or the energy or the body that I once had and wanted. But I've rediscovered Nugenics. I feel I feel revived, rejuvenated. And I'm getting back on track to what I used to be. But, you know, again, sometimes it's not your fault. As men age, our bodies naturally lose free testosterone, the man hormone. It happens to every man, and it can make it very difficult to stay in shape and be energetic and active. That's because when you were younger, you were at the peak of your testosterone production. What some have called the winner's hormone or the man hormone, wouldn't it be nice to get that winner's edge again and that old swagger back in your step? 
want more energy to counter the negative physical physical effects of aging. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen, which will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, and get better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you want to be. Because Nugenics Total T boosts free testosterone that the aging process robs, you'll feel stronger, leaner, more with more energy and drive, and more passion too. Your partner will notice the difference. Nugenics T is the number one selling testosterone booster at GNC and can help you re-energize your life and help you get back to the powerful, confident, good-looking warrior you used to be. Now get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea when you text COLLEGE to 231231. Again, text now and get the bottle of Nugenics Thermo, their most powerful fat incinerator ever with key ingredients to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text COLLEGE to 231231. College to 231231. One more place I want to talk to you guys about as well. Right now, we have an awesome partnership going on with our friends over at Free, or excuse me, uh, My Solar Nerds. I'm really excited to talk to you guys about this. Uh, people that are coming by and offering you free solar all the time is almost a little bit of a hoax. It seems that it's, you know, too true or uh, too good to be true. And the truth is most of these companies aren't even local. They're using misleading tactics that end up overcharging homeowners. If you've considered solar, but something fell off, then you're going to like my solar nerd. My solar nerds mission is to help you get the best solar solar system to fit your needs. The guys at mysolarnerd.com are local and understand the nuances of going solar in Arizona. They've been doing this for a while and understand an educated customer is a happy customer. There's no pressure approach. We'll make sure all your questions get answered. They firmly believe that if you live in Arizona, switching to solar should mean saving money. Once you're ready, they'll put the industry knowledge to work for you by choosing the best equipment, warranties, and BBB accredited installer. They'll also help you figure out all the credits and incentives you may qualify for, and they'll make sure that your transition to solar is as smooth as possible by managing the entire project for you and keeping you updated along the way. Right now, our listeners are getting a $50 Amazon gift card when they book a no-commitment evaluation. This promotion is only for our listeners that are homeowners. Visit MySolarNerd.com and select Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us section. Make the switch to solar on your terms. Start the research process by visiting MySolarNerd.com today and show Locked On some love by letting them know we sent you. Folks, going solar doesn't need to be complicated. MySolarNerd.com makes it easy. Check them out right now. Remember, guys, the podcast, as always, free and available on all platforms. Back into our conversation now, Spencer. I want to ask you a question to kind of get us rolling again. Now, I know that we've talked about how Herm Edwards was very much on the hot seat. And you had brought up earlier, and I 100% agree with you, is there was a question asked that, if Eastern Michigan ends up being a loss for Arizona state, is that a fireable offense for Herm Edwards? It, it pretty much a consensus as we all agree. But my question for you, is this the right decision to move on from Herm Edwards three games into 2022? Or is this, does this seem like a bit of a rash decision that may have sunk Arizona state season? No, I, I think it's the right move because when disaster strikes and your coach is already on thin ice, you have to 
show the fan base, the alumni and the community you're willing to make a change and willing to not accept the results that, that you're seeing, right? That's the message you have to send if you're the ASU Athletic Administration. And I don't think there was anything to be gained by letting Herm, you know, play out the rest of his contract th- this season. Because what you have now from an advantage standpoint, if you're ASU, is the ability to watch this season play out and actively be evaluating other coaches, right? You can get a head start on your coaching search. And the 2022 college football season, wherever they may be looking for their next head coach, is going to be a lot of information in that sense. And I think the ability to watch these games and follow trends and such with an eye for, you know, which teams and coaches you want to follow so you can uh, specifically study them on, on a week-to-week basis and say, I like this, I like that, and I don't like this, don't like that. I think it's giving Arizona State the best chance to find the best possible candidate, whether that's someone who comes down from the professional ranks or whether it's another college coach. You want to take your time on this. I don't think there's a rush for Arizona State to name a head coach, but I do still think that having more time to, to conduct a search, weigh your options, evaluate uh, a variety of candidates is in Arizona State's best interests here. But to say that they have to name a coach by, you know, November or whatever or something, I, I just don't think that that's the case. They might wait till after the season. They might not, right? It depends on where they're looking and it'll depend on how other teams' seasons go. Because if you're looking at a coordinator at a Power Five school for a team that is going to be an eight nine win program this year, and I'm I'm just spitballing a hypothetical here. That coach is probably going to you know play out the season, but depending on one bowl game that team is going to, maybe that coach is willing to to skip the bowl game before he comes in and and takes the head coaching job and hits the ground running in, in Tempe. So I think it'll be a couple months. I don't think this is a, a two or three week search where you got to you know rush Better in and be. get it now. You know, I, and I, I don't think. You want to, you know, try and salvage. There really is nothing to salvage from a recruiting standpoint, right? Because that's another facet of a, a coaching search that that programs always have to consider: is do we need to make a hire so that we can, you know, have a decent recruiting class and have a staff here that's actively recruiting? I think for Arizona State, the 2023 recruiting class doesn't matter that much. You, you want to find a coach. I'm not saying it's unimportant completely. But you want to find a coach first who you think is the best hire that you can make. And then you want to worry about next year's recruiting cycle because the early signing period is, you know, mid-December, right? Uh, Sometime around there. But National Signing Day is like early February. So I think it'll probably be before then when, when Arizona State announces who their next football coach will be. But... I don't think they need to be in a hurry, you know, for the early signing window. There's nothing to save there for Arizona State because Herm Edwards and company, unfortunately for the Sun Devils, saw to it that the recruiting would uh, take a jump off of a cliff, hit rock bottom. And rather than Jack Sparrow coming in to save you as you're drowning in a corset, uh, you don't have that at all. Right. That's where Arizona State's recruiting is at. It literally could not be any worse. So trying to make it a little bit better and rushing into a higher, I don't think is the correct move on the Sun Devils part. I don't anticipate them doing that. I, I, I would imagine it'll be before uh, National Signing Day in, in February. But right now, you, you got to be weighing all your options and you know trying to gauge interest and just you know try to get an email response from a coach you might be interested of, you know, hey, 
would you be interested in this particular opening and such? But uh, you want to take your time. Make sure you find the right hire. Play for the long term, not for the short term, because there's nothing to be gained in the short term. 100%. I feel like this should definitely be one of the most important searches that you do in the history of the Sun Devils. I, I, I feel like I mentioned this the other day. This feels like one of the most important head coach searches you've had since the 70s, 80s, when Frank Cush was finally moved on from. And it, it's not because Herm Edwards is Frank Cush, not even close. But this is a defining moment for Arizona State football for what could be the next 10 years is the guy you get in could shape what happens moving forward. And that's not to say that this next guy needs to be the coach for 10 years. But this is a guy who needs to be able to come in and be able to get the recruiting back on track, be able to rebuild whatever the culture is that they want to have moving forward. It's going to be imperative that whoever comes in is going to be able to relate to the kids. I feel like that might have been an issue with Herm Edwards is he probably was a little too old school, old fashioned for these kids. I mean, one of the things that got brought up on Twitter is the very first practice with a uh, new coach, Sean Aguano, who we're going to talk about in just a second here, uh, the running backs coach who was promoted to head coach was blasting music at practice. And everyone was saying that it just felt like a different atmosphere and that the the kids and, you know, again, these are 18, 19 year old kids are wanting to be able to enjoy their college career before they potentially get to the pros. And it does become a lot more professional. They should be able to enjoy themselves a little bit more than probably what they were with the Herm Edwards era. So this needs to be a very important process for you. This should not be something like you said, this shouldn't take two to three weeks. You should take your time. There are tons, tons and tons and tons of options out there for you. Like you mentioned earlier, you're not Wazoo, you're not Oregon State, you're, you're a program that is respectable in their prime location for recruiting. It, it's a great, big, beautiful university as well. There's a lot of stuff that's attractive about the Arizona State job. So just take your time with this search. I, I agree. And I also agree with you that it's probably the most important coaching hire Arizona State has made in a long time. Because I think reputationally, because of what's happening with the investigation and the recruiting taking a, just a major, major plunge into the depths of the ocean with a cannonball strapped to it, uh, like like bootstrap Bill Turner, and I'm just going to continue with the Pirates of the Caribbean references. I'm, I'm not, here for not, it. I'm not going to stop everybody. I'm so sorry. It's in my <laughs> nature. It's just in my blood. But I think this is really important for Arizona State because perceptually, on a national level, I think you're in danger of having the class of program that Arizona State football is permanently dropping down in people's eyes. If you mess up this higher because of where the program is right now, Right. They've been a perennial plus 500 team occasionally, you know, five and seven here and there. But generally speaking, for the last 15 years, Arizona State has been a six to nine win team in the Pac-12. Right. Rarely 10 or more. I, I can't remember. I don't know the last time they won 11 or more games, but I know they had the two 10 win seasons with with Todd Graham. But if you mess up this next hire and it doesn't go well, right, because this 2022 season is basically a wash for the Sun Devils. You have to find someone who's going to be able to make it a one-off. You can't bring in somebody who's going to struggle for a couple years because then you could string together a couple losing seasons. And it's not a program that should, you know, bring in a caliber of coach that has multiple losing seasons in a row. 
But if you do that, I think what you risk if you're Arizona State is the overall perception from recruits, from media members, players in the community and whatnot can drop. And no one ever thinks it's going to happen to their team until it does, right? Miami, Nebraska, Texas, right? It's not a given that just because your program has been good, it will be that way forever. And I don't want to see Arizona State fall into that Nebraska category, which is why it's paramount they get this higher correct. But Nebraska was up here. A couple of bad coaches brought it down a little, but then they messed up the next higher, and they messed up the higher after that. And now, perceptually, Nebraska is seen kind of as a joke because yeah. that's what they've been. They have been abjectly horrible in the Big Ten. They have never done anything of consequence. And so I don't want to see Arizona State do that, and that's why this is such an important hire because you don't want to string together bad year after bad year after bad year and start to have that become the norm because it can get rolling like that, and that can be a tough funk to get out of. Yep, that's something that could really set this this entire organization backwards really, really far. Real quick before we hop into our last segment, I do want to talk to you guys about our friends over at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline.net. There Sorry, you go. I have to. I have to. <laughs> Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet on bet online when the game starts. Spencer, you threw me off. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm terrible. I'm it's terrible. Okay. I just I I always do that when I'm doing those live reads on my shows. I throw it in. Go Mariners, because I'm lifelong diehard Mariners fan, and this might actually be the year. There you go. You got you guys are due eventually. Uh, I do want to throw out a quick shout out to Locked On Pac-12, though. You guys need to make sure you're checking out my my boy Spencer is co- covering the Conference of Champions every single day, Monday through Friday. It's the best content to stay in touch with all your rivals. I mean, don't just subscribe to Locked On Sun Devils and keep your mind closed. You need to make sure that you're staying in touch with all your rivals as well. Plus, I pop over there every once in a while. And more importantly, uh, there is a very awesome episode me and Spencer recorded earlier this week. If you want to hear about some potential hires that Spencer really likes for Arizona State, I had my own little conversation about it. But if you guys want more in Urban Meyer, detail, Nick Saban, Les yes. Miles, Dabo yep. Sweeney, we got to all the realistic ones. Yeah, Bill Belichick. We were we were all <laughs> over it. We just decided to expand our search as far as we could. There so was a guy named There was a guy named Bill in there. We'll just yes, throw it out. Was. We're going to leave it. We're going to leave it right there. There's a guy exactly. named Bill. Yes, there is. So make sure you guys go and check that out. Make that your second listen of the day. All right, Spencer, I want to talk to you about the remainder of this Pac-12 schedule. It is not favorable for Arizona State whatsoever. You have three consecutive games against top 20 teams with you got Utah coming to Tempe. You got to go to LA to play USC. And then you have Washington coming back to Tempe as well. All three of those feel like losses. The only two, maybe three games that I would feel like, quote unquote, confident in to win 
are all road games. It would be Stanford at Palo, uh, uh, Palo Alto. Don't feel good about that. Colorado in Boulder. Feel a little bit better about that, but there's nothing that feels surefire at this point. And based on the pure rivalry standpoint, I think you could pull off a win in Tucson against U of A. But, yeah. dude, there's just there, – there are very – no, there, there are no guarantees the remainder of the year for Arizona State. There is not a single game I look at, and I'm confidently like, oh, yeah, we're going to blow them out. Yeah, even Colorado because the game is in Boulder, right? Yep. And and I think the Buffs fans unfortunately know what their team is this year, and that is a bottom feeder in the Pac-12 again, uh, unfortunately. And so as a result, what those fans are now looking for is, well, what's the game we can win? And they're going to look at that Arizona State game and say, hey, everybody, let's actually show up for this one. All the other exactly. ones, they're going to be over in the wrong way by halftime. But that Arizona State game, I tell you what, we could win that one. Do Arizona State's got it. Yeah. Do you storm the field if you if you win that game? <laughs> Please, I hope not. I hope, I hope, I hope not. But I'm not confident because we've seen it happen before. Um, yeah, we have. Because it, when it, you know, it's different than when Arizona finally got a win because they'd been losing for so long, but. If Colorado is just, you know, Owen, whatever going into that game, you don't just please celebrate, enjoy it, take a win whenever you can get it, but don't absolutely please, please, please don't rush the field bus fans. Um, I'm with you on Arizona though. I, I like the, the, the direction the Wildcats program is going. I think it's an upward trajectory and I know that makes me unpopular on this show to say, but uh, that, yeah, well, that's a reality, my friend. I, I hate to break it to you. And I still think that Arizona roster is a year or two away from being a really good team. Right now, they're a competent team, clearly, right? Went on the road, beat San Diego State, whose offense looks pretty anemic, but still not a game they're winning a year ago because they weren't winning hardly any games a year ago. And then um, they, they hold on against North Dakota State, game in which they're actually underdogs, according to uh, the betting markets. So, they're a solid team, but I, I think they're still, you know, a year or two away, like I said, from being, you know, like a team you got to actively worry about and be on upside alert for if you're a team at the top of the conference, right? A USC, a Washington, an Oregon, um, heck, even a UCLA should still be able to, to beat him because they just don't have the depth. They don't have the bodies yet. But with what he's building, the way they've been recruiting, I, I think they'll be able to get there. But Colorado... Arizona, Stanford, yeah, I, I think those are only games. The Cardinal, I, I thought they'd have a little bit of a bounce back year. We'll see if they can steal a win at Washington this week. I, I doubt it um, because the Huskies have just looked so, so sharp. And that could be sending the, the, the Cardinal back to a, a season where they're way below 500. Yeah, it's been like like off topic a little bit. It has been crazy to see the fall from grace that Stanford has had. And Happens. I mean, yeah, it. It, they still got David Shaw there, and I, I know we've thrown this around jokingly before, uh, but if he leaves Stanford, oh, man, he can come to Arizona State. Like, there, no questions asked. I, I would welcome him with open arms, but nonetheless, I mean. I think you, I think you could aim higher than that because I think probably. that perception for you is coming from the good days of David Shaw. Very that much six so. Year Three run where they were in four years. Yeah, yeah they, they – I think that's where it's coming from. And that's why I think they'll be, you know, competent this year and around 500 and, and not, you know, a two and 10, three, nine, four and eight once again. But I don't know if that's the hire that I'd want Arizona state to make if Stanford did let him go. And let's also remember that 
he would have to do a lot to get to get let go of uh, his head coaching gig at Stanford because they're all about creating Stanford people and certain sort of personality people that they right. want. And, and David Shaw embodies that in every way. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't look there if he did come available as an option. And I also don't see that becoming an option. Right. But again, like those are really the only three games that I would look at and be like, yeah, Arizona state can win those and they're all yeah. on the road because you're not, you're not beating USC on the road. I look, there's a lot of talk from the players going into this week. They're all saying, you know, we're dialed in. We want to get this upset against Utah. We want to prove everyone wrong. Uh, you've had some guys, uh, tight end Jalen Conyers kind of spoke out and he was like, look, we, we understand that you guys are frustrated, but your boos are, are doing nothing at our home games. They're, they're taking away any confidence we have. You know, you, you got to remember that we're, we're doing everything we can and we apologize. We're not there, but you know, it's, it's not fair to us. And it got a pretty good reception, all things considered. So maybe not, I'm not saying they're going to win. They're, they're not, but you know, they, they could have more confidence moving forward and maybe you show something against Utah where you look at them and you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe, maybe they do have a couple wins left in them. So this will be an important game. If you get shut out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's over. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't feel confident about any of these games for the remainder of the year. UCLA comes to Arizona State. Don't feel good about that. What are you doing right now? That's how many wins Arizona State's going to finish with this season. I'm here for it. I am here three. for three wins. I three. am here for call, three wins. Calling call it right now, I bet you they have three wins at the end of this year. And one of them's going to be against USC. Who would have thought? Except Richie Brasho, who called that at the beginning of the year. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we wish. We wish. Whatever the spread is, if we cover it, that's a win. <laughs> that's yeah, a win. I, I think that is the way you kind of got to approach <laughs> approach that for sure, because it'll it'll be a big spread. And it's a tough upcoming slate, right? Arizona State's about to be big time double digit underdogs in three straight in three weeks. Three straight games, yeah. Home but away, not home. home away, not going to matter. Yeah, not yep. not not going to matter. I think this week against Utah, it's either really tight or it's not close. I don't think there's a great between. No, and I don't I don't envision Arizona State winning it. If they if they do, holy cow, like that that could be a huge be like, turning point for you. Yes. Yeah. That'd be, yeah, be that'd be all yeah. sorts of that, stuff. That, that would be pretty darn huge. That would be massive. And again, like even if you win this game, I'm not looking at like, oh, the season's saved. You know, we're right back in the thick of the Pac 12. If anything, it's just a confidence booster. It's like, okay, you know what? These kids feel a lot more confident under Sean Aguano and they they feel like they could turn the season around. Will they? Who knows? But, you know, everyone is going into this game. All the players are saying, we're going to shock the world. We're going to shock the world. Okay, let's see it. You know, if to me, shocking the world would be losing by one possession. Like that would that would yeah, be huge would be, for you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think you can get a lot of confidence in a loss right now if you're Arizona State to Absolutely. try and find those two more wins remaining on the schedule. But it's tough. You got a guy as your interim head coach who's never been a coordinator even at the power five level. Right. Very that, successful that, high school coach. Yeah, it's a different different animal. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah, no, I I agree with you. Uh I I'm normally not a person who's into moral victories. Like a loss is a loss in my book. But if you are able to generate anything against Utah, take it. Take that momentum, take that confidence. Use it moving forward the rest of the year. 
You have three straight games against teams in the Pac-12 that are ranked in the top 18. If you got one win, that would be huge. If you found a way to keep all three of those games close, that is still really, really good for you. You feel good the rest of the year. Who knows? Those three games we highlighted, you could potentially pull off all three of them if you have that confidence, but it's about establishing that confidence right now. Yeah, and and it all starts this week for Arizona State, right? Is week one with an interim head coach sets the tone for the rest of the year. Exactly. I expect Utah to win comfortably, but ASU could prove me wrong, and that would do a lot to, to indicate how the rest of this season will go. As much as an optimist as I try to be for Arizona State, because I, I feel like a lot of times I'm more pessimistic, but I feel like this is probably a three-possession loss against Utah. And if you can find a way to make it closer, again, moral victories. Like I'm not huge on them, but the team needs them right now. You need anything that you can get. Yeah, I, I think you, you'd take a – a 31 to 23 loss, 31, yes. 20, something like that. Oh my goodness. I think hundred percent. Yeah. I, I think you take feel that for on. that. <laughs> <laughs> Good teams win. Great teams cover. Great teams cover. You're darn right. So make yep. sure you guys are definitely checking out betonline.net and seeing what the spread is this week. I haven't taken a look, but I'm sure it's not pretty for Arizona state, but that's 14 much- and a half to 15. Last time I checked. I'll take Arizona state to not cover that. (laughs) I'll take Utah comfortably in that one. Yeah. But that's about all I got for you as Spencer, as always, thank you guys so much for, you know, jumping on the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Always appreciate it. Remember the podcast, you can get it wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. If you want to check us out in that visual platform, the podcast is free and available. You can get it Monday through Friday. And if you want to stay in touch with everything Arizona State, make sure that you're, you know, subscribed. You make sure you follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36. You can find the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Spencer, where can my friends find you at? At Smalls underscore 55 on Twitter and at LO underscore Pack 12. Hit me up anytime with any questions you want to get involved on the show. And to everybody watching on YouTube, I'm sorry the lighting outside my window has been really, really weird. And so it's making me... There it goes again, kind of making me look like a ghost. Okay, I was wondering figure. about that. I'm glad. Yeah, it, it, you know, it happens. <laughs> it, ha- it happens from time to time. See, there it goes, and it yep. gets all, all weird. It just has to do with the lighting that's uh, that's that's outside right now because we've had some storms here today. So that's you got just, like that's the Breaking Bad filter on right now. Yeah. That's what you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it is. Breaking Bad filter. Yeah, exactly. All right, guys, I will see you tomorrow for our – Uh, Locked on Sun Devils mailbag. Make sure that you're dropping those questions so I can get to them. But until next time, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun Devils.